Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me business coach, Nicole Leno. Her company is Nicole Leno Coaching, and her website is NicoleLeno.me. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just always like to ask this question because it's a new year. Uh, How's 2021 been treating you so far? Well, it was going really, really well into about until about a week ago. I live in Texas. So at the time of this recording, we are going through a, a bit of a hard time here. But yeah. otherwise, I mean, and honest to God, I I have I look at every moment as a teacher and every challenge as some sort of lesson to come through. So I've learned a lot through all of this. So I'd honestly say that I've I've learned some great lessons in 2021. And my business is thriving and everything is going great otherwise. But um it, it 2021 is it, it's coming in with a bang <laughs> for us here in Texas. Uh, I love it. I love it. I also love your mindset on all of this, which I'm sure we'll touch touch upon uh, later in our conversation. Uh, Nicole, let us know for people that are learning about your coaching business for the first time. Uh, what do you do, and who do you love to serve? So I help beginning to middle stage entrepreneurs. And I say that because um, some of the people that come to me are come to me with an idea and we help them build that idea. And then I also help people who are more established businesses who are looking to scale. Mm-hmm. And even when we do it in the beginning, we're always thinking about scaling down the road as well and, and, and building it that way. Um, what I think is my kind of unique superpower, if, if, if you know, if you will, is that I I help entrepreneurs discover their zone of genius and have Mm -hmm. the courage to stay there. Mm. So really working, I always say that I blend the tactical with the mystical approach that I give you the tactical strategies to grow your business online and to organically generate leads and Mm -hmm. pass them through a funnel where you're actually converting them without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on ads. But Mm -hmm. then all the mindset stuff that goes on top of that, how do you get out of your own way? How do you, how do you keep consistent with that practice, which sales is consistency and showing up on social media is consistency. And it's usually us that gets in the way of that. So I help people with, with both sides of that coin. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot to unpack with just that first statement. You help your clients get to that zone of genius or their zone of genius, and you help them have the courage to stay there. (laughs) So let's unpack that. Let's start with the zone of genius. Uh, Give us an example of a client who maybe was, uh, maybe didn't know the direction they were going or wanted to go and you helped them, you know, discover their zone of genius. Sure. So, I mean, there's, there's so many examples of that, but I feel like one client comes to mind. She's a parenting coach and she's just this beautiful person. And she, she was, and I think this happens with a lot of entrepreneurs. You see what other people are doing and you're like, okay, well, they're making money at that, that the market has proven this works. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go in this direction Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this. And and when you're met with some resistance, everybody is told to push through. Everybody is told to just be consistent, just go for it, just keep going, that you're met with that resistance and you're not really listening to your heart. You're not really listening to what's calling you. You're mm-hmm. just following what somebody else did. And that's fine to start out there because sometimes we just don't know the direction to go in. Mm-hmm. But she came to me and 
it just wasn't working. She had no clients. And she's like, I've been at this for so long. I have, I haven't been able to sign anybody, but I know in my heart, I'm here to help moms. Mm -hmm. And at the time she was offering birth coaching and, or parenting coaching as well. And through our work together, she, her heart was really in this postpartum care. Her Mm. heart was really in this, you know, a smaller niche Mm -hmm. and it was scary to go smaller, but her messaging got so specific. She got so aligned with her message that it just started to take off for her. And all of a sudden by, by allowing herself to see that that was her zone of genius and operate in the flow state that that exists when you get into that zone of genius and not be afraid that it's the wrong step or that you should be doing these things or there's other tactics out there or there's other ways that people are doing things, not being distracted by that, but to have the courage to sit in that space and be like, nope, I'm dedicated to this. This is my jam and yeah. this is where I belong mm-hmm. and have, you know, having that courage to stay there and stay that course. So she has now had just this blossoming business where she's so aligned. She's working with medical professionals. She's just got all of these different ways where her business has sort of opened up in ways that I don't think that she ever really saw or ever maybe truly believed in, mm-hmm. but she was able to sign. I think she signed four clients within the first four weeks of joining my program. And she's just had this beautiful unfolding in her career. She was signed on to be a coach in another program where she's Mm. working with moms that way. And it has led her to the next steps for her, where she's broadened that niche beyond just postpartum. But it started with understanding that this is, this is where I belong. I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You mentioned something uh, really important. You said, you said that it's scarier to get smaller, you know, it's scarier to like niche down in a sense. Tell us more about that. Like why, why is it scary for, let's say, you know, these beginning to middle stage entrepreneurs to, to shrink down a little, or to at least niche down and specialize in this, in a particular, you know, demographic or what have you. I think most people are worried that they're going to exclude people that mm-hmm. by niching down, I'm going to go after a smaller market. They don't have confidence that that market will accept them or sign on with them. So they feel like that's, that's fewer people to say yes. Mm -hmm. So I should be going after, I should cast the widest net possible and try to catch as many fish as I can with that. And, And what that really leads to is that leads to you delivering services that you are not necessarily a genius in, Mm -hmm. and it leads to your messaging being watered down. When you speak so directly to a specific person, like when she talks about postpartum care Mm -hmm. after that, I mean, it's so specific. If you are in that space, you know, and you can speak specifically to the fears, the problems, the the challenges that that particular person is experiencing, the Mm -hmm. goals that they have, it's, it's so much more specific. The, you know, the devil is in the details Mm -hmm. that when, when we're marketing, if you are, if you're marketing with this broad brush, nobody's touched by that. Yeah. You can't really create a connection with that. But when you're speaking very specifically about something and she could tell for her, she was a mother too. She could tell her story about her journey in that specific portion of the, the motherhood journey, mm-hmm. the motherhood journey, and people responded and reacted to that. Mm-hmm. And she started to love her work. I really like that. Um, just kind of explaining what the benefit is of niching down. Cause when, 
you know, I was hearing, um, I was recently talking to someone who had this big audacious idea to generally help a lot of people, like, let's say do a certain thing. And, on, and then I was just like, yeah, but, but like who specifically, like, I think as human, I think it's human nature to want to know the specifics because I think we're trying to maybe from the client end or the consumer end, we want to see ourselves in that service or that product. But if not, like you said, it's like people, uh, people do connect with that specificity. You know, I was just thinking about this, <laughs> this like Super Bowl like ad commercial, like from years ago, where like this pug is like running to this glass window. Cause the, it was a Dorito one. <laughs> and the, the, the guy was trying to tempt this dog to like run into the glass window. Right. And, um, only like dog owners would understand what that means to trick your dog, to have them like run into, you know, a glass window. Right. But everyone else, not so much, but it's like so many people like that, that ad ended up becoming really viral. Right. And, and I think like, just to have that specificity, right. And saying like, yeah, like this is, this is particularly for dog owners, like dog owners can really, um, you know, relate to this commercial. Therefore, you know, it kind of shows like, oh, Doritos understands dog lovers or dog owners. Right. And so that's like an example that comes to mind in, in regards to being really specific with your message. Yeah. And, you know, you you become known in a space, you become known with that community, you become known with that, with that group of people. And, Mm -hmm. and I do think that, you know, we see a lot of people that have a broader message. I think it's also like, if you look at, you could think about it from the terms of music Mm. that, that, you know, country stars, they start out being super, super country, Mm -hmm. and then they go mainstream. It doesn't happen the other way around typically because they build this core audience. They build this loyal core core audience where they're like, that's my girl or guy. And then when it's time for them to go to bigger radio stations and to a more mainstream audience, then that base is there for them. And now they're just, and, and now they can step out and they can, they can go bigger from there. And I mean, we see that with, with other influencers and stuff, they start out very niche. So Mm -hmm. I I actually think that the niching is the most important in the beginning. Yeah. And then as you grow, you can start widening that net that you're casting. That's a, that's really a really good observation that I didn't realize till you brought it up. Uh, Biggest example for me is Taylor Swift. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, she started in country and then she just went mainstream. And um, it's like two of those, like those different um, identities, like work for her. But like you said, it's like she started in that niche market of country and became very successful in it and then eventually expanded. Yep, exactly. Yeah. A perfect example of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So we talked a lot about that mindset, you know, about like helping them uh, find their zone of genius and have the courage to stay there. So now they're there. Let us know, how do you help them after that? Well, now it becomes, now it becomes really, and and now it's like the leveling up side. Mm-hmm. So how can you do this on a bigger scale? And, and everything then becomes about the courage to do it, the courage to stand in that space, to not be distracted and pulled in another direction to go toward the next shiny object Yeah, and, and to, to make the right decisions. So really centering yourself and understanding how you operate, how you operate best, what the next best step is for you. So, so staying in your zone of genius, a big part of the courage is to, to scale up faster Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that allows you to stay in your zone of genius because the more busy work that you're doing, the more things that you are not hiring out for and doing yourself It takes you out of your zone of genius. And that is when you start to dislike what you do, Mm. feel disconnected from what you do. So 
if I'm not an expert funnel builder, like Mm -hmm. I don't do the tech side of funnels or anything like that. When I dive into that stuff, can I do it? Yeah, absolutely. Is that my zone of genius? Absolutely not. When Mm -hmm. I go into that, I have somebody who does that for me because when I go into that space and I try to learn those things, first of all, it takes a lot of time. It takes me away from what I should be doing, but it also makes me feel less of a genius because when we do something that we're not good at, then we start to you know, get down on ourselves or we get frustrated or why is this taking me so long? Or this isn't really working. We start questioning ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's messing with your head as much as it's messing with your bottom line. So yeah. really drawing people's attention, my client's attention to that and coming up with the the org chart that they need to stay in their zone of genius. That That takes some courage because we, you know, that not everybody feels ready to hire people all the time requires spending money mm-hmm. in the beginning. That's scary, but that that's, that's part of it. So that's part of the courage part is, is, is being more committed to the vision that you have for yourself than to the comfort zone that you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a really powerful, the theme of today is courage, <laughs> you know, the courage yeah. to know your zone of genius and to stay there and to scale um, and to, you know, be okay with delegating. And um, it's, I mean, I think that with the types of entrepreneurs you work with um, working from that beginning to middle stage, um, I can imagine that there's a lot of that, um, you know, constant talk about that certain type of growth, like, Hey, you're in a place now to, you know, delegate and to, you know, to do this. And like, yes, like this is like your baby, but, you know, let your baby walk, you know, let your baby, (laughs) you know, walk without you or, or have that, you know, allow it, allow your baby to grow. Well, and I mean, I I even see it with people that have successful businesses. They're still looking to do too much on their own. Mm -hmm. They're still looking to keep too much in the house and, and it's the hiring out and, and, putting it in the, the hands of the experts and, and training up those people, that is what sets you free. And that mm-hmm. is what allows you to scale exponentially rather than having incremental growth. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk more about that benefit, you know, just to stress that because, you know, even for myself and I, I think about what I do with my husband, like, as we start to work with people, it's like, oh, it's like, we're kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, delegating some of that trust onto someone else to get something done. But in addition to everything that you already said, what else is the benefit of, you know, scaling in that way and and hiring experts? Well, scaling, I mean, first of all, you can be in 10 places at once. If you're hiring all these different people, Mm -hmm. the, the amount that you're able to achieve is just is multiplied by however many people you have. Mm -hmm. Um, The, but for me, it's honestly, I, I think it's, the the mental space that it clears up Mm. that your job as a CEO of your business is, is you're the visionary. Mm -hmm. You're the person you're at the top. So you have to make very important decisions. And if you are bogged down in the day-to-day muck of things, Mm -hmm. first of all, you can't take a day off. You can't, you, you are the single point of failure in your business if you are touching everything. So the more people you hire and the more people you empower in your organization, the freer you become, the freer Mm -hmm. you become to, to, to see the vision for your company, because that is what ultimately should be drawing you someplace. It, It should be this vision. That's what, that's where the courage comes from is to believe in the five-year vision. And that's what tells you what your next steps are mm-hmm. is, well, if I see this as a 
as a business that is a million dollar business and it has X amount of people working for it. And these are the platforms that we are on. That story, that bigger picture is what drives every bit of action along the way. Yeah. If you are attached to that story and you're committed to it, and then you think right now and you think about it and you're doing all of this by yourself, you are not going to feel like that is possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. having people on your team who can help you execute your plan is going to help you believe in the possibility of the vision that you have. If you don't believe you can't sell, if you don't believe you can't be consistent, you're always going to be fighting against yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, I feel like it's like a mic drop right there. <laughs> um, Nicole, let me know, um, on your journey so far as being a coach, what are you most proud of? I am most proud of, I mean, I don't think it's one singular thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm proud of what I've built, but I am, I am so proud of what I have helped people achieve that I've helped them, not just, not just the monetary, you know, that they've hit six figure years that they, it's not just that stuff. It's, it's who they've become yeah. by just, by helping them see their infinite potential. Mm-hmm. And that entrepreneurship is just the vehicle that gets them there. Yeah. But opening my clients up the way that I have, I mean, I have people that I don't recognize them after working with them for six months where they have completely transformed and they look different to me when they log into Zoom and I see them and I'm I'm just like, you look different. That is absolutely the most gratifying, most amazing part of what I do. It's like uh, watching your kids grow up <laughs> or like watching, a, you know, someone, a child graduate, right. From school or high school or college. It's like, oh my gosh, like they're, they're different now. They're, they're a lot more experienced and wiser and happier. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it must be a joy, you know, to, to know that you were a part of that. It is. And that's, that's the thing. Like I get, I get to be a part of that and it's such a privilege and I, it's what gets me up in the morning. I absolutely love what I do. Yeah. I love that. Well, Nicole, um, I know that there's so much more we can uh, talk about, but you know, all good things eventually do have to come to an end. So just let me know any closing thoughts that you want to share with our small business owners and entrepreneurs listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur. I guess the last thing that I would say is just that, that you're in control of it all Mm -hmm. and, and understanding that, you know, when we didn't even talk about like lead generation or sales, but, but you walk in, you make the decision every single day, how your day will go. Mm-hmm. You set the tone for everything and, and recognizing that if you check in with yourself throughout all of your processes and, and lead from your heart, you will, you will ultimately achieve everything that you want. Beautiful. Uh, Nicole, thank you for our conversation today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. It was, a, it was such a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, And again, to our listeners, this is Nicole Leno, who is a business coach. Her company is Nicole Leno Coaching. You can learn more about her and her company at NicoleLeno.me. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit UpMyInfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.